Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, December 23rd, and we start with local news. Temperatures plummeted overnight, turning rain into snow showers across Middle Tennessee. A dramatic shift about 8 p.m. last evening dropped temperatures 10 degrees in about 15 minutes, brought on fierce winds and the first snow of the winter. The National Weather Service in Nashville issued a wind chill warning for the area until noon on Friday, advising Tennesseans to stay inside and cover any exposed skin if they had to go out. The temperature at Nashville has dropped to zero degrees. This is the lowest temperature to have occurred in the Music City since February 5, 1996, when the temperature dropped to negative three Fahrenheit, the National Weather, Weather Service tweeted. Windchill temperatures are expected to remain below zero through Saturday morning and possibly Sunday, the Nath- National Weather Service said. Air temperatures will remain at or below freezing through Monday. Gusty winds up to 40 miles per hour will cause wind chills to drop as low as 25 degrees below zero at times, the weather service forecasters say. Such cold wind chills could rapidly cause hypothermia, as well as cause frostbite on exposed skin in as little as 30 minutes, a weather service statement said. Dangerously cold temperatures will continue across Middle Tennessee through early Monday, with lows in the single digits and high temperatures only in the teens and 20s. Don't travel if you don't have to. If you do travel, pack blankets, coats, and gloves in case of an emergency, the National Weather Service tweeted. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, Department of Economic and Community Development Commissioner Stuart McWhorter, and Brazilian Professionals LLC officials announced yesterday the company will invest $6.1 million to establish new operations in Mount Pleasant. Brazilian Professionals, a California-based specialty hair treatment producer and distributor, will create 110 new jobs in Murray County, more than doubling its U.S. employment. Brazilian Professionals will locate its distribution and hair care production operations in a newly constructed 50,000-square-foot building in the Cherry Glen Industrial Park, a select Tennessee-certified site. The company also plans to increase the space by another 12,000 square feet to accommodate other back office functions and expanded corporate and headquarters related operations. Once complete, the Tennessee facility will serve as Brazilian professionals' primary U.S. distribution site. Founded in 2008 and headquartered in Agoura Hills, California, Brazilian Professionals LLC is an exclusive distributor of Brazilian Blowout and Brazilian Bond Builder. The company manufactures and distributes its specialty hair care products globally to independent beauty distributors, salons, and beauty supply companies. Since 2018, the Tennessee Economic and Community Development has supported nearly 20 economic development projects in Murray County, resulting in 4,000 job commitments and $4.9 billion in capital investment. Tennessee is leading the nation as a top state to do business thanks to our skilled workforce, strong business climate, and quality of life. I welcome Brazilian professionals to Murray County and appreciate this company's decision to create new jobs for Tennesseans across the region, said Governor Bill Lee. Tennessee Economic and Community Development Commissioner Stuart McWhorter said, Tennessee's low cost of doing business continues to attract companies like Brazilian professionals to the volunteer state. We are proud to be a new home of Brazilian professionals and believe Murray County's central location will serve this company well as it establishes its main U.S. distribution site in Mount Pleasant.
We are excited to be expanding our business in Murray County, Tennessee, said M. Devin Semler, chairman of the Board of Brazilian Professionals, LLC, and to be working with so many incredible people at both the local and state levels, he said. These partnerships have already opened exciting opportunities for us and our product lines. In the coming months, we plan to complete the construction of our facility in Mount Pleasant, which will be an ongoing project for the next three years as we continue to expand and increase production. We are grateful for the support of the county and government officials in Tennessee and look forward to growing our company and family of employees and contractors, he said. The announcement today by Brazilian professionals is a perfect example of the positive results when Team Murray works together. The spec building that attracted the company to our community was developed on a Tennessee Economic and Community Development Select Tennessee Certified Site through a unique partnership between Murray County, Mount Pleasant, Mount Pleasant Power System, Murray County IDB, and the Murray Alliance. I am proud of our economic development work teamwork, and I am proud that Brazilian Professionals has selected Murray County as the place to grow their business, said Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt. Last Friday, December 16th, 414 students at Riverside Elementary School experienced something they will never forget. For the fifth annual A Shack Christmas, the Shack Mason Foundation paid a visit to the school that borders the Duck River and changed a few lives in the process. Providing each student with a full Christmas gift bag, the foundation sent every child home with something to smile about. One of our students came up to me and said, this is the best day ever. Riverside Elementary School Assistant Principal Regina Peary said, I really think this is something that they'll always remember. Peary has known Shaq Mason since his days at McDowell Elementary, the school where the foundation began its give-back effort. Mason is now in his eighth NFL season and is a two-time Super Bowl champion, but he hasn't forgotten his hometown. Shaq's motto is always, it's a blessing to be a blessing, and he really stands by that. Alicia McGuire, the mother of Mason, said, He's been abundantly blessed, so he wants to bless others, she said. Riverside Elementary is the latest school to be blessed by the current Tampa Bay Buccaneers guard. The school's students were welcomed into the cafeteria by members of the community who served double duty as Santa's elves. From there, Mason greeted the entire student body via video, teasing a surprise. Afterwards, students were escorted into the gym and separated by grade level as they were each assigned a personal gift bag. Inside those bags were tablets, dolls, action figures, Nerf guns, candy, blankets, and other types of toys, depending on their ages. Ray Bronner, a youth pastor at Grace Church of Nazarene and a member of the foundation, recalls the amazing atmosphere inside the gym. Just to see the excitement on the kids' faces when they walked in and to see them as they opened gifts, it's incredible, Bronner said. To see someone like Shaq use sports and his talent to bless kids all over Murray County is truly an amazing thing, he said. First-year superintendent of Murray County Public Schools, Lisa Ventura, couldn't put it into words what she saw. It's so emotionally uplifting. We witnessed Christmas in an hour at Riverside, Ventura said. As a new superintendent, I can't say enough about the Shack Mason Foundation and what they do for us and how much it means to have one of Murray County's own do this. Ventura realizes that Shack provides the only Christmas for some kids and looks forward to the future when Murray County Public Schools and the Foundation can continue to work together. Murray County Public Schools Athletic Director Chris Pointer is also a member of the foundation, and he remains happy to be a part of something special. This is what it's all about, Pointer said. We're vehicles, hands and feet of God, but we're also executing Shaq's vision and mission. For Pointer and the foundation, serving is at the core, and it's all about giving back. 
We know with this population of young people, they come from all different backgrounds, and some of them had a Christmas like they've never had before, Pointer said. Peary knows how much the experience meant to Riverside. I really can't put it into words, she said as she was moved to tears. It's not only about the gifts, it's about the example Shaq sets and his characteristics. We're trying to instill those same qualities into our kids here at Riverside. Riverside Elementary School Principal Reggie Holmes is thankful for Mason and his foundation. I think this shows that the community can come together and help out each other. It's awesome to see Shaq Mason's foundation come to help Riverside out because so many of our kids do lack in this time of year, Holmes said. Thanks to Mason, this Christmas will be different for those kids. Some of our parents have to decide whether they want to buy gifts or pay bills around this time. I'm glad that this year they won't have to make that choice, Holmes said. And no worries, Shaq Mason will continue to bless kids in Murray County, his mother said. He wants to continue this year after year as long as God allows him, McGuire said. The goal is to keep enlightening and touching the lives of children. After many weeks of discussions, the Spring Hill Board of Mayor and Aldermen approved a rezone for a 213-acre planned development adjacent to the crossings. The development, the proposed development, will include a mixture of residential, commercial, and office space, as well as a 136,000-square-foot United States Tennis Association sports complex. The proposal also includes plans for 600,000 square feet of commercial space, as well as 1,000 hotel rooms, a 17.37-acre recreational area, and approximately 2,150 residential dwelling units. In addition, the development would provide a new gateway access to the Crossing Shopping Center. While the Board of Mayor and Alderman members approved the rezone in an 8-to-1 vote, Alderman Hazel Nieves was hesitant to moving the proposal forward and was the sole dissenting vote during Monday's meeting. This is particularly pertaining to the site's proximity to land associated with a Civil War significance to this Battle of Spring Hill. This is a vote that is more than just rezoning. It's a vote that has a heavily vested, vesting development that's poised to change the complexity and course of our city forever, Nieves said. The rezone will not only forever alter the historically significant land that is more than just a Civil War battlefield, but an area that is significantly part of America's history, as the Board of Mayor and Aldermen was recently reminded, she said. Nieves added that the development could potentially cause a determent to the city's current needs to address its growing water and sewer needs. We have 10 major utility conditions listed in this rezone, but no mention or condition to consider that both water and our water and sewer plants are at 80% capacity, and that we have less than 36 months where we are at complete capacity, Nieves said. Alderman Trent Linville countered Nieves' comments, saying the project has been fully vetted by the city's historical commission and that it provides the city with resources it needs as it continues to tackle its growth needs moving forward. This will provide a third entrance to the crossings, which we saw this week is crucial, Linville said. It will also bring a unique existence of place that is currently missing in Spring Hill. It will bring a needed use of office space, commercial space, and retail space that is currently non-existent in this city, he said. Though the project's rezone was approved, it would still require a final site plan approval prior to construction. Columbia State Community College recently celebrated 42 nursing graduates in a pinning ceremony in the Webster Athletic Center. Columbia State's nursing graduates complete a rigorous program of study and are well prepared to enter the healthcare workforce, said Dr. Amy Huff, Columbia State Nursing Program Director. 
With the attainment of this degree, each student is eligible to apply for licensure as a registered nurse, a position that provides the opportunity to positively impact many people. Nursing practice is characterized by compassion, competence, collaboration, lifelong learning, lifelong learning, and adherence to a professional code of conduct. These graduates have chosen a field that will allow them wonderful opportunities to help others and to engage in an exciting, growing profession. Columbia State nursing graduates completed four semesters of classroom instruction and 540 hours of clinical instruction to earn an Associate of Applied Science degree in nursing. Next, graduates must complete the National Council licensure examination in order to earn licensure, which is required to practice as a registered nurse. The 2021 Columbia State Nursing students' first attempt pass rate for the National Council licensure examination is 95.45%, exceeding both the state average of 87.65% and the national average of 82.48%. Nursing students are prepared to provide direct patient care in various areas, including medical, surgical, pediatrics, and more. After graduation, these nurses will work in various settings such as hospitals, long-term care facilities, clinics, schools, and home health care. These graduates will put the knowledge and skills learned at Columbia State into practice in exciting and rewarding careers, said Dr. Kay Fleming, Columbia State Dean of the Health Sciences Division. Each future registered nurse will ultimately impact countless patients, families, colleagues, and families, she said. The Columbia State Nursing Program is committed to excellence in nursing education. It has received full approval from the Tennessee Board of Nursing and is accredited by the Accreditation Commission for Education in Nursing. The program's four-year average graduate job placement rate is 99.3%. Columbia State's nursing program has a competitive admission process with applicants admitted twice per year. For more information about applying to the program, you can visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash nursing. It's not every day you turn 103 years old, but Christine Luckett recently got to take that step where most women never go, making the most of her lengthy lifespan and still living in her home, staying active in creative ways. Hannah Miller, public information officer with Columbia Fire Department, recently had the privilege of meeting Ms. Luckett, along with Columbia Fire Chief Ty Cobb, during a service visit to change out some of the smoke detectors in her home. Luckett has lived independently now for a while in her home on Highland Avenue, saying she moved here with her husband, who passed away in 1991. Once working for a factory in Columbia that made overalls, Luckett said she was tasked with making sure the buttons and pockets were correctly placed. That was more than 50 years ago, and Luckett said she also had a fair amount of farm work on her resume. Along with many of her church volunteers that check in in to help her with tasks, Luckett is still going strong and remains yet fairly independent. I just tell them if they've got something else to do, go on and do it, Luckett said laughing, but I don't know what I would do without them she said. Miller said despite Ms. Luckett's surprising independence, she still needs help with some things around her home. The lady with more than a century of life under her belt may not be alone in her rare status, but she is certainly in an entire class of her own with her level of activity. Luckett maintains a small craft hobby that brings in a little extra cash, and she says it gives her a nice little pastime. Using brightly colored translucent beads, Luckett makes beaded covers for wall plug nightlights and gives them to her grandkids who sell them at a craft store in Nashville. I told them I don't care what they sell them for, Luckett said, adding that she's just glad to have something to do. They look so pretty, all lit up, she said. 
She enjoys making them for folks and selling them very inexpensively, enjoying the activity it provides her. Rachel, a caretaker, and Miller shared quite an impressive quilt that Luckett made as well, one that spanned most of the length of her kitchen. I used to crochet a lot, she said. I still have that one that I never did sell. Luckett added that she has become somewhat of a collector. Her living room is decked out with an abundance of dog figurines, and the kitchen displays her teapots. I don't know. I get a hold of one thing, and I can't be satisfied until I get a whole bunch of them, Luckett said, making the room fill with laughter. Her pizzazz and personality still light the room up, even at her age. Luckett's unique story intrigued Miller enough to look into the latest data for centenarians and shared some of her findings following a visit to Luckett's home. According to the latest census data, centenarians are fairly rare in the United States, though the nation still has the highest population of people who have lived to 100 or older. Miller said there are only about 97,000 people in the U.S. who have reached the 100-year milestone, and given the nation's population, that factors to only about 0.06% based on recent census data. I thank the Lord he has let me live this long, Luckett said, but everybody goes through so much when they get older, you don't have... Nothing to build to, she said. Luckett has outlived three of her four children and said she reminds her still living daughter she can still take care of her home. I let her know I can tend to mine, Luckett said laughing. What I can anyway, and what I can't, I just let go, she said. And now your hometown memorial is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Sherry Faye Ring, 85, a resident of Blackburn Lane in Spring Hill, died Tuesday, December 20th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mrs. Ring will be conducted on Monday, December 26th at 1 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Jones Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Monday from 10 a.m. until service time at the funeral home. Mr. Bobby Thomas T. Tom Simmons, 88, heavy equipment operator for Smith Contractors and a former resident of Columbia, died Tuesday, December 20th at NHC Lawrenceburg. A graveside service for Mr. Simmons will be conducted on Wednesday, December 28th at 12.30 p.m. at Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 11 until 12 at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Bobby Keith Huckabee, 58, a resident of Pulaski, died Thursday, December 22nd at his residence. Funeral services for Mr. Huckabee will be conducted Thursday, December 29th at 1 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow at Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 4 to 8 p.m. at the funeral home. Mr. Elmer Dwayne E.D. Brewer, 78, a resident of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, died Monday, December 19th at his home. Funeral services for Mr. Brewer will be announced at a later date. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important. But we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. 
At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia, since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of just 13 degrees. Winds will be out of the west-northwest at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect a few clouds and a low of 7 degrees. Winds will be out of the west at 10 to 15 miles per hour. For your Christmas weekend forecast, we'll have more sun and clouds mixed together with lots of cold. The high on Christmas Eve will be 26 degrees. The overnight low for Santa will be 11 Christmas Day will be bright and sunny with a high of 32. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwenGroup, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Chris Dowdy from Tennessee Children's Home. We are overwhelmed by the support through our move to our new Spring Hill campus. We are excited about the new opportunities that these buildings will provide us to serve at-risk youth. We ask that you will continue to pray for us and those that we serve. We still need your continued support. Visit our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, to make a donation or learn more about what we're doing to serve at-risk youth in Tennessee. 
Throughout the country, buried pipelines are indicated by a pipeline right-of-way. A long, wide stretch of grass cleared of trees and marked with signs. If you have a right-of-way near your home, do not plant anything in it or dig in it. Do not install a fence or build your kids a super cool fort without first getting the pipeline operator's approval. For more on pipeline safety, visit pipesafety.org. A message from the Tennessee Gas Association, Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Governor Bill Lee on Thursday granted expedited parole eligibility for 30 people currently jailed under an outed outdated drug sentencing law, in addition to granting clemency to another 16 current or formerly incarcerated people. The move marks the second year Lee has issued a round of clemency grants in December. Lee in 2020 loosened criteria to qualify for a governor's review and granted clemency to 17 people in 2021. Clemency is very serious. It's a powerful tool, Lee said. It's not something I take lightly. This announcement and these decisions are the result of a very deliberate and comprehensive review process that requires time and careful deliberations. Every case is individual and a number of factors are considered, he said. Lee said all grants were recommended by the Tennessee Board of Parole and none were opposed by victims in the cases. Among the grants were 13 executive pardons and official statements of forgiveness to formerly incarcerated people who have served their sentences and have already been released. The 30 grants for those convicted of drug crimes are the first issued under a new review process established by the state last year. In 2020, the Tennessee General Assembly reworked the drug-free school zone law, which previously carried strict mandatory minimums that were enhanced significantly when the crime occurred within a school zone. The zone was defined by a 1,000-foot radius previously, which ultimately netted defendants accused of crimes that did not actually endanger or involve children. Lawmakers reduced the radius to 500 feet. More than 300 people are currently incarcerated under the old version of the law and would be eligible for a parole hearing were they convicted under the new law. More than 80 applied for case review this year. Lee on Thursday said those granted parole eligibility all had a clean prison record for the past three years, all were classified as the lowest security level, and no original crimes involved minors or other vulnerable populations. All the applications for review were considered this year, Lee said, though those not granted today could be eligible for reconsideration in the future, he said. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. This weekend is all about Christmas, and while many of the festivities will involve time with family and friends, there's still much fun to be had in Columbia. Columbia invites locals to celebrate the festive season by visiting not one, but three of its local parks with bright lights on display. Visitors can experience this year's holiday lights at Woodland and Fairview Park from 5 to 8 p.m. through Sunday, December 25th, as well as a walkthrough display at Riverwalk Park through Sunday, December 31st, also from 5 to 8. Columbia's Farmer's Fresh Market is always a great place to stock up on local produce, handcrafted items, and more locally sourced items. The The Farmer's Market celebrates Christmas this week by offering its local goods to customers and will open this Saturday from 8 a.m. to noon at Riverwalk Park. Christmas Eve often includes a night of worship, and what better place to celebrate the occasion than a former church that's become one of the best venues in Columbia. The Mule House will celebrate Christmas Eve this Saturday by hosting a Christmas Eve service, which will include a play written by Nadia Ernest titled The Mule Town Miracle, as well as a gospel message provided by local pastor Tim Romero. Admission is free, but space is limited, meaning attendees will need to register online at www.themulehouse.com. Doors will open at 5 p.m. on Saturday. Service starts at 6. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM, WKRM Radio. I'll be back next week to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a very Merry Christmas.